Welcome to the Canberra Times Sport Podcast. Chris Dutton in the hot seat with you again this week. Another change in the Canberra Times Podcast nosebleed section lineup, but the man himself, David Polky Polkinghorn, is back in. Polks, thanks for joining us again on a fine Canberra winter's day. You're welcome. Lovely day for us. Um, so you're uh, struggling with my name just as much as the, uh, the Mix 106 guys were on the weekend. They struggled with your name. What did they say about you on the weekend? I didn't hear that. I'm uh, not sure exactly uh, uh, Nick's pronunciation, but uh, yeah, it was, um, I guess, a, a continental version of Polking. Right, there you go. All right. And Lucy Bertoldo coming to us from Sydney today. Lucy, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. How's Sydney treating you? Uh, it's a bit wet and drizzly at the moment, so... Not the best, but uh, that's to be expected for Sydney. It's got rains here a lot in winter, so. Yeah, who'd want to be in Sydney, hey, when you can be in Canberra? <laughs> uh, all right, we've got plenty to get through today as uh, Lucy's frozen on our Zoom meeting at the moment, but uh, we're going to talk plenty about the Raiders, what went wrong against the Knights and, and what we've got to look forward to for the clash against the Tigers on Saturday night, 7.30pm at Campbelltown. The Raiders away team at their home ground this weekend. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of Brumbies and Super Rugby, hopefully a start date set this week. Uh, some AFL with the season restarting on Thursday night and then some community sport as well with a bit of confusion about what Canberra teams can and can't do given the cross-border nature of their competitions. But we're going to start with the Raiders. Uh, both Polky and Lucy were up at Campbelltown last weekend to watch the Knights. Um, Guys, what, what went wrong last week, Polky? What do you think happened? Uh, well, basically, the Knights kicked the ball at the end of the first set, and that's where it started to go wrong, I guess. Um, that's when the, the errors started. Um, they just seemed they seemed to be a bit flat from the start, and, um, yeah, maybe just, just one of those days, hopefully, uh, in the wash-up of the season. But, yeah, they, uh, they struggled from the, the start. They Probably the, the scoreline flattered them. Um, up until just before half time, where they're only a try behind, and then um, I guess that oh, 10 15 minutes either side of or 10 15 minutes, including the half time break, um, sort of really um, the game got away from them then, and, and they sort of rallied a little bit, but never were able to get back into it really. Well, even I was going to say, when Joshua Parley scored that try. I thought they were a real show. I thought they were going to storm home. Um, hard to get that feeling when there's no crowd there and things like that. But Lucy at the ground, did you did it feel like the Raiders were going to pull one out of the bag there, or or was it just obvious that they didn't have enough in the legs to get over the top of the Knights? Uh, it for a solid minute, and then it was just kind of faded away. I mean, whether that comes down to just not having that support around the stadium to really give them that extra, you know, while they've got that momentum in it. They, I don't know. It just felt like it was kind of an opportunity missed after that try. I think if they had gotten an extra few points close to that, I think definitely they could have stormed home. But, uh, but yeah, it just seemed to crumble in that, you know, the last 10 minutes, especially um, when the Knights just ran them dry. It was a bit of a... Um wake-up call, do you think, Polks? I know uh, Ricky said in the 
Ricky Stewart said in the post-match press conference that he wasn't happy with how they played in the second half against the Storm. Um, yep. But uh, maybe a little bit of a wake-up call for the players. Uh, yeah, not surely not that they were reading their own press after one game, <laughs> the restart. But you know, maybe it does just temper expectations a little bit. And um, you know, let's be honest, they've they've beaten the the Titans, the Warriors. The Storm, yes, a good team, but they've lost to the Knights. Like, it's you know, still a lot of work to do there for them. Yeah, well, I mean, it's only early in the season. So, um, you know, if it, as long as it's sort of just one bad day, then it's not really uh, any big deal, is it? But if, um, if, it, if it continues for a couple of weeks from here on in, then obviously that would be more cause for concern. Um, I mean, they could have just been, just been flat. Um, it's obviously... You know, the second game in after a, a long break, um, I guess while while they did account for the, the storm fairly comfortably, they did basically spend the second 40 minutes defending. So whether there was any, I guess, hangover there physically, physical-wise, I'm, I'm not sure. But, you know, I guess um, as long as they come out uh, um, firing against uh, Lucy's uh, West Tigers and uh, maul them once again, then um, I guess uh, um, they will put it all behind them. I was going to say the Bertoldo Cup this weekend, the Raiders up against the Tigers, um, Saturday night, 7.30. Um, the, the feeling was, like, did you actually feel like, you know, Raiders have been in this situation many times over the years where they lose a game like that. But to me, watching it, it felt a little bit different because... They weren't, you could tell they were nowhere near their best, but they still sort of tried to scrap a, a win out. Whereas maybe Raiders teams of the past lose that one and you, you're you worried about where the upside's coming from. But it, can you just push it aside as an off day, do you think? Or, or are there bigger concerns or do we need to wait a few more weeks to find out whether there's bigger concerns there? Oh, probably the, the latter, I think. Um... Yeah, there's, um, you know, it's not, not panic stations or um, or anything like that. Um, not yet, anyway. So, um, I don't think they can just push it aside, though. I think, obviously, they'll need to all uh, go away and uh, address their, their various issues, whether it's ball handling or um, intensity and, and that sort of thing. Um, Ricky's obviously backed, backed the 17, whether whether Ryan Sutton could potentially force his way into the, the lineup, um, I guess we'll find out later in the week. But, um, yeah, I guess that's the sort of thing. Ricky's been a fairly big advocate of um, you're the guys that, that stuffed up last week. It's your job to make amends this week sort of thing. Um, and I guess give the guys that chance to, uh, to, to do exactly that. Well, the other thing is there aren't too many other options to make changes, though, are they? You mentioned Ryan Sutton, who comes back. Um, hasn't played since, what, the first or second week of the finals last year? Um, uh, the last round, I think it was, actually. Round, right. Yep. Warriors round. Yeah. Been battling a, a calf injury this year. But realistically, with no John Bateman, Hudson Young still serving in a suspension, Luke Bateman gone, JJ Collins gone. Um, it's not too many other options to really... Like, do they have someone who's sitting there who's not playing, who... You, can come in and make a difference for example there's not someone sort of 
waiting there to make a real impression, is there? Or, or is there someone who can lift the standard? Is that to me or Lucy? Happy for anyone. <laughs> um, well, I guess, uh, well, Jordan Rapiner, I guess, is a, a potential, yep. uh, someone they could bring in. Um, I mean, it'd be fairly harsh on uh, some of the outside backs, I think. Um, you know, obviously the, the the two wingers didn't really exactly get get many opportunities, did they? So um, I guess he could come in. Um, he's I guess he's sort of said that um, he could potentially fill in in the centres as well as a, as an area. But I mean, but whether whether you throw away, I guess, um, however many months of preseason that they've had now uh, over one result. Um, yeah, I guess that's sort of then you start to look a bit like the the dragons, um, don't you? Making uh, six or seven changes every week. Well, that's right. Well, the the Tigers, Lucy, have made a few changes this week. Were you, were you surprised to see um, Benji Marshall not picked, dropped yesterday after they they lost to the Gold Coast Titans last weekend? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because um, like the week before, he was he was the talking point of the first match back against um, Cronulla. So I think it's pretty harsh to drop him after one performance. Um, but yes, he's a, the leader of the team and every obviously every player has responsibility over that loss against the Titans. But I do feel to drop a player like Benji when you're playing against um, the Raiders, I, it doesn't sit well with me. Um, I just oh, don't think it's time Tigers to do it. Tigers blowing up. You're going to call for Michael Maguire's head now, are you? One loss. No, no. I like I like Michael Maguire, but I don't like this decision. Yeah, right. Well, the other thing is. Well, I guess uh, while while we're talking on Benji, um, there's a bit of uh, breaking news here as we're recording the the podcast out. in regards to Benji. Um, yesterday probably wasn't a good day for him, and uh, today's not a very good day for him either. Um, uh, the Tigers have sent out a statement that they are aware of a biosecurity matter at training today. Um, Benji was involved in a social distancing incident with an accredited reporter. I can reveal that it's no one at the Canberra Times. Um, and it's been re- immediately reported to the NRL. Um, Marshall will stay at home tomorrow being Thursday. Uh, their day off, um, and the reporter will have to have a COVID-19 test. Um, and if that comes back negative, then there's no further action for uh, Marshall or the West. So I guess it's the, the Tigers equivalent of the uh, lamb incident last week for the Bulldogs. Um, so I guess uh, depending on how quickly that test comes back and, and what happens on it, it could have a, um, a bit of an impact for the entire game on the weekend. <laughs> Well, they had the Terry Lamb one back pretty quick, so you'd expect it by Thursday sort of thing. But, but like, okay, we're getting distracted here from the game, but the biosecurity rules, rules poll, because your cat jumps around in the background there trying to knock over plants by the look of it. Um, like, sh- shouldn't... I, I feel like the Bulldogs and the Tigers should be punished for these breaches, even if the tests come back negative, shouldn't they? Like, aren't they just opening the door for the players to go, oh, it's okay to have contact outside of the bubble if the person tests negative. 
Uh, well, I guess the, I mean, depends whether you call a, when, when the Bulldogs given like a $25,000 suspended yeah, right. fine or something, um, which I guess is a, a slap on the wrist. I mean, you would have thought that both, well, both Benji and whoever the reporter is should really know better. I mean, I don't know how this is, this has sort of happened. Um, given they're meant to be on opposite sides of fences and, and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's um, it's it's a, an interesting one. Uh, look forward to giving the Tigers a call in a minute to find out what's what's going on. Yeah, very interesting. The, the I was just about to say before um, Pogs brought up the Benji Marshall issue and the biosecurity breach. Um, Joey Leilua, as a Tigers fan, were you happy to see Joey Leilua arrive at um, the Tigers this year? Um, yeah, because. I do, I do feel like the the Tigers, especially missing out on that Latrell deal, they just need that extra experienced player who's played in those big matches, because obviously the Tigers haven't made the finals since I think 2011. So there's not many players in the group that have you know big game experience. So from that aspect, I was, um, I thought it was, you know, a good signing because I know Madge has been obviously recruiting a lot of young players to really build up that squad. Obviously you got like Billy Walters and obviously Harry Grant coming over. So yeah, I think it was a, a good decision. Um and obviously, you know, he scored that try, you know, a potential try of the year candidate last week. So uh good start. Well it brings him if if uh Jordan Rafana um starts this week or plays, it's the Leitana combination coming up against each other. They were so strong together for for many, many years, Polk. How do, how do you see that one going? That uh, Rapana and uh, Joey Leilua don't seem to be the sort of guys that would hold back, even if they're coming up <laughs> on the field. I think it, it probably is the opposite, wouldn't it? They'd be the opposite of holding back. Um, and, and interesting, obviously, Jordan played on the left wing in uh, the, the first game back. And then I think he was, I think he was in the second row when he came on. Um, in place of Jack White, and I think Elliot Whitehead might have shifted to five eight, but I guess he was on that left edge still um, on the weekend when he came on for the final eighteen minutes or so. So um, it looks like potentially if if uh, Jordan does come on, he could be uh, up up against uh, his his old mate. Um, I would be I would be very surprised if uh, if they didn't uh, enjoy having a crack at each other uh, when they do come head to head. Do you think, um, like, you know, uh, Joey Leilua had mixed results at every club he's been to, up and down. That's the sort of player he is, rocks and diamonds sort of thing. But you spoke to him after he signed with the Tigers, Polk, um, and he, like, he wasn't too happy with his exit from the Raiders, was he? Like, I, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit of feeling in this one for him. I, I think from memory, he said that he, you know, he. he I think he got left behind on a preseason camp, didn't he? Um, told he was overweight, um, and it, it just seemed to sour towards the end a little bit. What, what's your take on that, and how do you think it's going to play out in terms of the feeling that not just uh, Leilua and Rapana have against each other, but um, Leilua and the Raiders? Yeah, I think he was left behind when they went to was it the, the Sunshine Coast for the. Yep when the, the bushfire smoke was, was causing problems in Canberra, I think he was left behind on that. Um, I, I'd sort of heard that maybe he came back uh, 
uh, a reasonable amount overweight after the the uh, off season. Um, he, I think, he admitted that himself. I think when he when he spoke to me, he sort of said he he was carrying a few extra kilos. He might have potentially downplayed the the uh, the number of them, but um, I think he'll be uh, he'll have something to prove. He's um, he's obviously a fairly um, well, I guess he's he's an entertaining character, isn't he? And uh, a fairly explosive player as well. So um, it could it could go either way. Um, there'll be fireworks yet again uh, surrounding uh, Joey. Hopefully, none of them get in his eyes this time. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's that sort of player. He could it could lead to him making a couple of errors. It could also lead to him um, doing uh, creating some brilliance as well. So. Um, I guess, depending on which side of the fence you sit, you'll be hoping for one or the other. Well, Jared Croak is in for a handful. Um, <laughs> his first time playing against him. But just reading some quotes here from Joey Lalua earlier this year, he said, something happened last year between me and Stuart and I wasn't happy. I was coming back from my neck surgery, which obviously had that career-threatening injury. Um, I think in Wagga, he woke up the morning of the game and was a bit crook, told me I'd be back to play against the Roosters. I worked my ass off and got mentally prepared. Um, they came back from New Zealand and he came back and said, I wasn't good enough to play. I said to him, how can you say that when you told me to get ready? I asked him if he thought I wasn't good enough for the team. And he, as in Ricky, said to me, you're not good enough from for this team. So I, I think there's going to be plenty of feeling there. And I think I agree with you, Polk. It's either can work two ways with Joey. It can absolutely have a belter or it can um, go out the other way for them. Lucy, what are you thinking? Um, are the Tigers desperate this week? Um, how desperate are they after that loss to the Titans? The first time the Titans have won a game in almost a year, 364 days, I think it was. Yeah, it hurts a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I don't think it's just the fans that are really over the roller coaster decade we've had, you know. Um, it's the same old story, you know. They get a few good wins and then they, they bomb a game that they should win comfortably. Um, so I think they will have a point to prove and plus they will have to face Madge's Roth after the game, which uh, should be enough to spark any victory. Um, he was pretty scared. Yeah, yeah, he's... He's similar to Ricky like that. Like, he doesn't hold back from his comments. So, um, but I really do think that the amount of changes that were made could hinder that. Yeah. Um, like, if before yesterday, if you said, you know, could the Tigers have a chance? I would have said yes, they have a chance. But I just think by changing the squad that much, when you're going against one of the, I guess, premiership favourites, I just, I don't know, I'm not confident. Mm. It'll be Ricky Stewart's 400th game as well um, this weekend. So big milestone for Ricky. Crowds. What do we think about crowds, guys? Obviously, um, we don't have any NRL games in Canberra until, well, we don't have any at the moment. They're hoping for, I think, round 11, isn't it, Polk, against the, the Rabbitohs? South Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. Um, July 24th, I think, or 25th. Um, the NRL is planning to have some crowds back at games this weekend in corporate boxes, depending on stadiums use, that sort of thing. 
geez, the Raiders have, um, and I know we're probably overlooking the Warriors here. Obviously, they're going to be the biggest ones disadvantaged. Um, but the Raiders are really copying the raw end there, aren't they, in terms of being able to get crowds back here. Even if they allow members to come, the members have to commit to driving two and a half hours up the road just to get to the game. It's, um, you know, it's pretty tough for some of them. What, what are your thoughts on it, Cole? Well, I guess that the word out of the, the Raiders again today is still still the same as what Don sort of told me uh, on Monday um, in regards to that they're basically focusing on that round 11 game uh, for, for a home crowd at Canberra Stadium. Um, they don't think that they'll, they'll really have any, any of their fans at games ahead of them, even the home games at Campbelltown Stadium. So that's sort of their, their view. It, it is a bit of a, it, it does feel like, a, I guess, another leg up for the, the Sydney clubs, especially, um, I mean, there's, there's word coming out of Newcastle as well that they are looking to have the July 12 game against the Eels played at Newcastle, which I think that would then mean, I mean, does that sort of open the door for the, the Raiders to try and move a game? Because I'm fairly sure that, yeah, that game is currently programmed for Gosford, uh, Gosford um, and the Raiders play the Melbourne Storm the night before at Campbelltown. So, I mean, if 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 the Knights can get that game shifted, then um, there really needs to be uh, some questions answered over why the Raiders wouldn't be allowed to do exactly the same and have that game here in Canberra. Um, with a crowd as well, because I think that the Knights are pushing for a crowd at that game too. And apparently 7,000 they're aiming for. So should, should the NRL just go stuff it? Like, all right, we're bringing Canberra Stadium back online now. It's, uh, I, I understand that they wanted to minimise the cleaning costs and, and control over venues, um, but it just seems like the Raiders are dis not just the players, but the fans are disadvantaged the most. Lucy, should they just pull the trigger and go, all right, like we're going to have crowds anyway. Like we might as well have home crowds for, for teams that have to, well, the Raiders are the ones that are disadvantaged the most. Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, you really feel for those fans who are in those, you know, areas like Canberra because you've got people who've got memberships and things like that and they can't go to games. And so... It, it does it does put the club and its and its supporters at a at a disadvantage and you know I just think it's I personally feel that it's really unfair for those clubs who can't play at home because not only are you having clubs who do play at home for weeks and have less travel time and now they get crowds before the gates at Camera Stadium can even open. So <laughs> Like, I, I don't know what the answer is, but whether they can pull the trigger, just like that, that's the Let's thing. Get them back to Canberra. Done. <laughs> Do it. Um, I would be interested, I know you're chasing this up, Polky, to find out what the NRL's reaction is and, and compensation to the Raiders. As I understand it, part of the reasoning behind having the six initial stadiums that they have 
was because the NRL has complete control over those grounds, effectively ownership over those grounds for the foreseeable future. Whereas if the Raiders were to play in Canberra, they would be sharing that stadium with the Brumbies and therefore, um, you know, are the biosecurity measures different for Super Rugby and like, you know, just being able to clean things, the cost of cleaning things. And we've obviously spoken previously about the broadcast dollars and how much it costs to be down here as well. Um, Crowd-wise, interestingly, I went through and did some stats last night. So in the rounds two to four last year, away teams were averaging, giving away six and a half penalties per game. So, um, you know, home crowd booing when the away team does something. This year, away teams are averaging just five penalties per game. So maybe the, the crowds um, are, are an advantage for being able to have your people there at the ground. Um, anything else to add on crowds, Polk? Do you think they should just give the all clear to Canberra Stadium right now, or is it a little bit more difficult than that, do you think? Well, I mean, I, I think uh, there's... It really should be. It feels like it should be something that goes across the border. I mean, that there was no real reason for Canberra Stadium not to be included. Um, to be fair, I mean, it cost the broadcasters a little bit of money, but uh, you can't tell me that the cost of travelling to Canberra from Sydney is less than the cost, or is more than the cost of travelling from Brisbane to Townsville mm. for the broadcasters, which which they have to do. Obviously, it was that move was probably more designed to minimise the travel that the the Cowboys would have to do every week. Um, but it, it just seems it seems like a, a fairly convenient and easy thing just to um, oh well, it's only Canberra, it doesn't matter. I mean. They're going to be travelling on a bus. Um, I know the Knights probably did exactly the same trip on the weekend, but travelling up on the bus before the game this weekend against the West Tigers, and yeah, I, I don't know. It just it, it seems that if if things are going to change from how the original plan was of however seven rounds, no crowds. If, if those goalposts are moving, then there's no reason other goalposts can't move. And one of those is that Canberra Stadium is included in the mix. I mean, there are no Brumbies playing at Canberra Stadium until at least July 3. So that's really just... Um, that's just a, a bit of a smokescreen, really. I, I don't really buy that at all. There was... When the decision was made, there was virtually no chance of there being any Super Rugby games played. So... Um, I'm happy to dismiss that, and yeah, I think I think they probably need to reevaluate those decisions. Um, given they're happy to reevaluate others. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's shoot through some tips for this weekend, super quickly. Uh, Manly versus Broncos Friday night. Polky. Four. Oh, Manly. Lucy. Manly. Uh, I guess a, a bigger one is will the Broncos score? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. Um, they're playing away from home this weekend, so maybe that'll help them. Um, no chance. Okay. Is there a possibility they could have a minus, a negative score? or Probably, the way they're going, the way they played last week, potentially. Um, Warriors-Cowboys, 6pm Friday night. Oh, where's that? 
Gosford. Gosford. Yeah. Oh, God. Ah, Cowboys. Lucy? Oh, I'll go Cowboys. Mighty Eels versus Panthers. Eels. Eels. Rabbitohs, Titans. Rabbits. Rabbits. Night Storm. Ooh. Um, oh. Storm. I want to go Knights. Good work, Lucy. Tigers, Raiders. 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 Ooh. <laughs> uh, Bulldogs, Roosters. I think we all know that Roosters, one. yeah. And yep. Dragons, Sharks. Sharks. As much as I'd like to say the Dragons, I'm going to say the Sharks. Yes, your cousin Adam Clune making his debut last weekend. You watched it with the family. Must have been exciting. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, it was until they are uh, the second half. <laughs> <laughs> until they ran on the field. Um, yeah, gotcha. Um, all right, we're going to move through some other things quickly before we get kicked out of this meeting. But um, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, Super Rugby sets a restart date this week. We, we're all planning on July 3, and that looks like the most likely outcome. Polky, do we think that they're going to be crowds at Canberra Stadium on July 3? Uh, Brumbies v Rebels that Friday night. At the moment, Canberra Stadium is officially closed until July 9 until the government says otherwise. Right. Um, well, I guess given the Super Rugby has tended to move a little bit slower than the NRL, I would have thought if there are crowds, they're going to be fairly small. Um, are you, you talking normal season anyway? or? Um... Uh, I'm talking as in like a few hundred people rather than the thousands that um, the NRL are hoping to have come the start of July. This, I reckon this time can be a really good time for members of any club, NRL, AFL, Super Rugby, the value of your membership. If you can go into a ballot and be one of 500 people at a venue, like that's, you know, I think that really rewards people who pay their memberships every year. I know, Polka, you're a paid Hawthorne member, aren't you? Uh, yep, yep. And uh, I was chatting to a mate in Adelaide last night. Um, we were doing a bit of uh, online cards um, and Zooming. And he got, a, he got an email from Port Power. Um, he's, uh, he can go in the ballot to be one of the 1,500 people there at, on, at the showdown this weekend. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, the, the problem is, is what if you go in the ballot and you miss out, then you're one of those members who feel ripped off, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But you also understand that it is a ballot. Like, um, you know, uh, you'd be ripped off if the same people get to go every week. So hopefully they have a system there where, you know, everyone gets a crack. Um, potentially setting up a dirty zone at Canberra Stadium so the fans on the western <laughs> side of the the ground so that the western side where the players are remains clean and coronavirus free and no contact with fans, that sort of thing. It'll be interesting actually, better keep the fans in the corporate boxes this week and not down on the fences, high-fiving players or things like that. And New Zealand rugby starts this weekend as well and um, because they have zero coronavirus cases in New Zealand, they're actually going back with uh, full crowds. They've sold like 15,000 tickets to one game in a few hours yesterday. So um, good to see that crowds back. That'll be a sight to see. I, I think it'll be pretty crazy in Dunedin on, on the Saturday night. I think the Highlanders play, so that'll be good. 
AFL back Thursday night. Lucy, you've spoken to Ivan Soldo, uh, Harry Himmelberg and Tom Green over the past few days. Um, they excited to get back out on the field this weekend? Yeah, definitely. Um, they're all really excited. It seems like um, everyone's come back in in quite good shape. Um, and they're all really, you know, raring to go. And, um, you know, they've all kind of talked about how this season, you know, it's going to be more difficult than others. So, obviously, they're both all grand finalists from last year. So, it'll be interesting to see how those teams go this weekend. Yeah. Um, Harry Himmelberg, you were just telling me before we jumped on here what how he spent his uh, isolation time. Can you give me a little rundown on what he'd been doing? Yeah. So, um Harry, believe it or not, um, has been doing carpentry for the last few years. So the uh, the shutdown gave him time to create some furniture for his place with one of his teammates. So he uh, said they've become wine connoisseurs. So he made a wine rack and I think uh, he's had a clothing rack for his room. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so yeah, so um, uh, quite productive. And um, he loves his, um, his cars as well. So he uh, did some work at his car. Has he made a wooden car then, or? No, I didn't ask that, I should ask. A wooden car, that'd get him pretty far. Um, go well in the Sydney wet up there. Um, well, one of, my, one of my neighbours over here in Narrabunda has got a, a wooden car, so. Really? Yeah. They used, to, they used to make them out of wood, you know, back in the day. Back when you were younger? Yes, that's right. Very good. Um, and community sport, just to finish up, New South Wales have said that community sport is back from July 1. Great for New South Wales. Confusing for Canberra, given a lot of Canberra competitions have cross-border teams. Lucy, I think you are saying, Capital Football is saying their senior competitions uh, for soccer still to start mid-July, not early July. Yes, so um, they're working on a proposal to have the senior competition start in mid-July. Um, and obviously this announcement saying New South Wales can start from July 1, um, they, they're not going to be changing their plans because um, they're pretty much cemented. So um, they've just pretty much said, well, unfortunately, those New South Wales-based teams will just have to wait an extra week or two. Um, before they can start officially playing com competitively. Yeah, right. It's going to be hard for a few. Um, I know uh, at least four, or well, four of the nine teams in the Canberra Raiders Cup are from New South Wales, Goulburn, Yasku and Queanbeyan. They, um, they'll be disappointed to be sitting on their heels while the rest of New South Wales is going around. Polk, is it going to cause an issue, do you think? Or is it just one of those things that you've waited this long, just wait a couple extra weeks? Uh, well, I just spoke to Mark Vergano, the um, Canberra Regent Rugby League General Manager, just before jumping in here. Um, they're still aiming for a, a July 18 restart, uh, hopefully return to contract, contact training on July 1st is what they're aiming for. Um, and then looking at a 13 or 14 week competition, potentially, hopefully, uh, have their grand final uh, a couple of weeks before the NRL grand final. So going through to um, mid-October is sort of hopefully the, the plan. Um, they've got to finalise, um, get team numbers, um, the, the draw, the rounds, all that sort of thing, what the finals will look like. That's all, well, they'll start working on that now because um, I guess some clubs may or may not be able to uh, go ahead uh, given 
the stuff that's happening. Maybe there could be some players who don't want to play, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there's um, still a bit of uncertainty there, but that's sort of the plan at the moment. Um, yeah, July 18, looking for uh, the Canberra Rays Cup to kick off that seniors and juniors. Very good. Local rugby looking at mid-July as well. They want at least four weeks of full contact training before they can... Um can get back into games just to protect players and make sure they're all right. All right, guys, we're just about to get kicked out of this, but um, thanks for joining me, Polky. Um, enjoy your trip up to Sydney this week. Um, and Lucy, thanks for popping in. No worries. It's been been a blast. It has indeed. All right, and uh, we'll chat to you next week. Yeah. Ciao.